walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned.
Friends, let's join, let's join together in a prayer of confession with the words on the screen, I'll be the one and you be the all. People of God, arise, shine, for your light has come. O God, we live as if the light had never defeated the darkness in the world or in us. But the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. We confess that we ignore the Christ you sent to be among us, to be in us. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. We've kept the birth of your Son confined to the Christmas season, and do not yearn for his birth each moment in our waiting hearts. Nations shall come to your light, kings to the brightness of your rising. Lord, you came to us in the fullness of time. Forgive us for not opening our eyes to your coming. It's time that we prepare for your coming. Let the earth ring with song. Let the light break forth. Let us all rejoice in the miracle of love. Let Christ come into the fullness of our time. Amen.
chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to join us in singing this next song. Um, it's a new song, but I think you'll find that part of it is very familiar.
Thank you.
Well, the Lord be with you, Fellowship Church. Whether you are joining us in person or online, we are glad that we can together worship a God. My name is Nate Skipper, and I am one of the pastors here at Fellowship, where our mission is to love God and others as an accepting community centered in Christ and focused on developing faithful followers of Jesus. In case you didn't notice, we marked a new era this morning, or a new year, or uh, am I talking about the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry? Or No, just... <laughs> the, It's Advent 1, and we are uh, grateful uh, to begin this journey together uh, towards Christmas in which we celebrate Christ's coming into this earth. If you have not joined with us in the uh, accompanying book that we will be reading uh, together, uh, there are still a few available in the gathering place. Uh, You can pick one up on your way out of worship this morning. Also, there's a note card out there uh, that highlights some of the different activities or the worship services that we have going on uh, this Christmas. Um, And one of the ones I'd like to highlight is next Sunday, the God With Us service. This is a special, unique opportunity for those of us uh, who can pretty much pertain to all of us who are experiencing some losses and griefs uh, in this Christmas season, uh, Advent season. Uh, and this will be an opportunity for us to name that and acknowledge that it's not always happy uh, this time of year. So join us next Sunday, if you'd like to, uh, for the God With Us service in the afternoon. Lastly, uh, what a cool thing we got to do as a church community this past month, uh, a little campaign, you might say, that we called No Scrooge November. Uh, Thanks to the collective generosity of Fellowship Church, we were able uh, to fulfill all of the gift commitments for the Hope Christmas store that's coming up, Uh, and not only the gifts, but also the volunteers have signed up, and so we give God thanks for that. 80 different families that host foster children will be given gift cards so that they can buy presents for their foster families. Forty different care boxes were given to the Holland Rescue Mission uh, for their big Thanksgiving banquet this past Wednesday so that folks that came to eat could also be given a box of personal care goods. And finally, there is a new clothes um, closet, you might say, at West Ottawa's Mac Bay uh, for students that might not have enough clothes thanks to our shared generosity. So we give God thanks uh, that uh, the No Scrooge November, uh, we are certainly not Scrooges, and we can celebrate that. So give God thanks for that. We also, uh, just as a follow-up to No Scrooge November, you might say, is that we are, uh, in the next coming uh, month or two, going to be beginning to host uh, two shifts on Monday mornings and on Tuesday afternoons, I think, at Community Action House's new grocery store. And if you are curious about maybe volunteering for a monthly, once-a-month shift on Monday mornings, we still need a few more volunteers to help us out with that. There's details in the weekly email about that. Whatever efforts we make uh, to uh, show Christ's love to our community, we do that uh, together uh, with the resources that God has given us, both our time but also uh, the financial gifts that God has blessed us with. And so in response to that, we give back to God what we confess already belongs to him in the giving of our tithes and offerings. There are offering bins at the end of each aisle, uh, and you can also give online. And in this next song, let's consider how we might be gracious givers in this Advent season.
Thank you, Pat. That was lovely. Four years ago this month, a group of 12 people from Fellowship Church responded to an invitation from our denomination to go to St. Thomas uh, to do some hurricane recovery work after Hurricanes Irma and Maria uh, devastated the island. We knew that we were going to a reformed church there. We also knew that we were going to go to do work, but little did we know that we were going to be given the opportunity to meet uh, a congregation and a pastor in Jeff Neville that would become friends uh, of Fellowship Church for years to come. Uh, this morning, I'd like to invite Jeff Neville to come up. He is the pastor of St. Thomas Reformed Church, a graduate of Hope College and Western Theological Seminary, and now also a friend of Fellowship Church. I am reading a book about Eugene Peterson right now, and it's about his call into ministry. He was on track to be a professor. He's a brilliant mind, the translator of the, the message but his first and primary call, he realized, after years and years of seminary, was to be a pastor. Not a pulpiteer, not a lecturer, not a teacher, but a pastor. One that didn't just read the text, but read the stories of a people's lives in a particular place. What I've come to appreciate about Jeff Neville is that he is that kind of pastor. He seeks to not just study the word and study uh, what God is telling him, but he seeks to know a people. And so if you go to St. Thomas and walk around Charlotte Amalia in the, the kind of core city of, or the downtown region of St. Thomas, and you walk the streets with Jeff, you're going to say hi to uh, the man who doesn't know where he's going to sleep tonight, and he's going to say, hi, pastor, and then you're going to go to the coffee shop, and they're going to say, hi, pastor, and then you're going to go to the restaurant and the chef will come out and say, oh, pastor, it's so good to see you. I'm glad that you came here because Jeff is a pastor to the island of St. Thomas and we are grateful for the opportunity that we have as a congregation to be in relationship with him. And personally, I've been really grateful for the chance to get to know him. What you'll find out in just a moment uh, is that he has a heart uh, for Christ and for Christ church. He also has a heart for people, and uh, he's become a good friend of mine, and I am so grateful uh, to have you here this morning, Jeff, to share the word with us. And uh, you're trying to kick me off already? <laughs> he's learned already. Anyway, hey, I didn't do this the first service, Jeff. Well, just a minute, just a minute. Let, let's pray for him first, and then we got to give him a, a little warm welcome, fellowship welcome. God, thank you uh, for Jeff Neville, for the gifts that you have given him, for his love for you, and his desire uh, that all people might uh, experience that love. Uh, that we know in Jesus Christ. May you be with him now as he shares uh, your word with us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. We went to your island in November four years ago, and that was, you know, somewhat sacrificial, you know, because we were going to do work, but, you know, we were going from this to 80 degrees. But Jeff has come here with his family, give it up for his family, uh, to come here in the middle of November when it's freezing cold. So, a double, we need to give him a double warm welcome uh, to Fellowship Church. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here and to be invited here. And you didn't pray for me the first service. You prayed for me the second service because you heard my sermon the first service. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> Good morning, I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
It is truly uh, good to be here with you, Fellowship Reformed Church. And as I said, the first service, brilliant idea asking a guest preacher to come on this, the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday of an entire new church year, because you can't go wrong. If the preacher's really good, you're like, all right, we started out strong. It's going to be a great year. And if the preacher's horrible, then you'd be like, all right, we got nowhere to go but up from here. So that's good. Foolproof. It is good to be here and to uh, kind of see where, you know, you were a group that came and, and represented Phelps uh, Reformed Church down in St. Thomas, and you represented well, all of you who came, but it's good to see your church, and wow, you have a lot going on here. I, we're not the only ones that you were uh, <laughs> helping, I can see. It felt like that, so congratulations, and thank you for uh, being the body of Christ, and, and uh um, blessing our congregation. And if I do nothing else here today other than preach a horrible sermon, I would like you to know that we are eternally grateful. Cause, and I'm speaking to all of you because I know it wasn't just that group or groups that came down. And it wasn't just Pastor Nate, who's also a great pastor. And I have to tell you honestly, I did try to steal him away because we were calling a co-pastor and I tried really hard. I'm like, Nate, January in the Caribbean, what are you doing up there? And he said flat out no. He loves his church. He loves his community. And you have a good pastor in him as well. But if I, again, I want to express deep gratitude in all seriousness for the blessing that this congregation has been to St. Thomas Reformed Church and the people of St. Thomas as we recovered from those two Category 5 hurricanes four years ago. It's hard to believe. I was hoping that when I came here, it might be one of those, you know, nice, warm, sunny uh, days, and then I could take credit for the weather, because that often happens. Hey, thanks for bringing the warm Caribbean sun with you. That's happened before, uh, and as, I, as if I have anything to do with that, but that actually happens to me a lot down in St. Thomas. I do beach destination weddings, you know, a lot of those. People get married on the beach, and quite often the, the people who are from other places or coming down there, and, and have, invariably a, a wedding guest will thank me for the, the warm, sunny weather, to which I'll just say, you're welcome. <laughs> That's all you say. But if it does happen to be threatening rain, which it does from time to time, uh, somebody will invariably come up and say, hey, pastor, could you use your direct line to the big guy to maybe stop the rain for a little bit for the wedding? Usually the drunk uncle is the guy who's doing that. To which I typically respond, no. <laughs> and depending on how emotionally stable the bride is at that point, I might say to her, you know, it's actually considered a blessing when it rains on your wedding day. And the last bride who I said that to wanted to punch me, so I decided not to say that anymore. <laughs> so anyway, I'm supposed to speak nicely of winter. Somebody reminded me in my church last week because I was you know, snow, that's what snow stands for, speak nicely of winter. So it's good to be here in November to see a little snow. My daughter loves it, so we'll experience that for a couple of days, and then we'll go home. So, Isaiah chapter 9. A baby is going to be born into a world that's not so perfect, right? Darkness. Isaiah the prophet speaks of yokes and burdens and boots and trampling warriors and garments rolled in blood. That's all behind you. All of that destruction is behind you. 
It's time for a new era, a new period, a new start, a new beginning. If you just read Isaiah up to that point and you stopped reading, you'd be in trouble. You need to keep reading. Keep reading this entire book that we love, right? Because Isaiah gets to the point, verse 6, for unto us a child is born. Can anybody else hear that phrase without Handel's Messiah popping into your head, <laughs> right? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, unto us a son is given. I love it. A son is given. Given as a gift. And his name is Jesus, Yeshua, Savior, Emmanuel. God is with us. So many names applied to this, the Christ child. Isaiah lists them, and this is your focus, and I love it for uh, this season of Advent, to tune in to the spirit of Christmas. Isaiah labels this child wonderful counselor. Counselor. A counselor uh, is someone who gives counsel, right? Who guides, a counselor directs, a counselor gives good advice. How many, any, any counselors here? Anybody who does counseling as a profession? If you're a parent, you better raise your hand. You are a counselor. <laughs> you give your children guidance, counsel. You give them direction. You hopefully give them good advice. Isaiah says, wonderful counselor. If you're a wonderful counselor, you give wonderful direction, you give wonderful guidance, you give wonderful advice. We have in this child a wonderful counselor. Wonderful attached to anything makes it better. Right? For instance, I'll try it again. You might say to me on the way out today, that was a wonderful sermon, Pastor. And you might not. I'm going to try again. That would mean it's not just a sermon. It's not just a sermon. It's a wonderful sermon. It was spectacular. It was amazing. It was incredible. Wonderful. Wonderful counselor. This child to be born to us is all of those things and more. But so what? Who cares? Who cares? What difference does it make to you, to us, to anybody, that we have this wonderful counselor? <clears throat> Let me try to answer that with two short stories, if I could. After Ermaria hit St. Thomas, the uh, whole island looked a little bit like Stumptown. You know what that is? Yes, this is a test. I heard his sermon last week. Don't worry, I'm not going to go take you through the whole Stumptown thing. It was a great sermon, Ross. But he asked you to imagine, you're online, by the way, so anybody can watch you, which I did. Any, uh, he asked you to imagine uh, Stumptown, a place where all the trees were cut down. And when he said that, I was thinking, not hard for me to imagine. I was imagining what I saw after Irma and Maria hit St. Thomas. 
And I didn't have to imagine that. I could walk outside onto my porch and I could see it. Trees down everywhere. Limbs, you know, green, gone, 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 gone. When Fellowship Reformed Church arrived that November, it had been two months of living without power and, you know, just trying to pick up the pieces of many, many people's lives that were broken. Downed trees and limbs piled up everywhere. And I didn't know it at the time. I know it now, but I didn't know it at the time that something was weighing on me. I know I'm I'm going through stuff, and and again, I want to say that I didn't, I mean, I'm blessed. And I, I don't want to diminish what everybody else and a lot of people were going through in St. Thomas and the Virgin Islands and other places at that time. People were really suffering and struggling. But I was feeling the weight on me and tired, you know, running on fumes a lot of the times and just kind of, you, you just put one foot in front of the other. You don't really know when this is going to end. And I wasn't even really aware until something wonderful happened. This team from this church that was down came up onto my street and these huge piles of trees and limbs by the time I got home that afternoon they were all gone and the street was cleaned up and I sat down and I wept just wept I felt this weight lifted I cannot overstate to you if you ever wonder whether what you do in these far off places or the the mission the, the, the outreach that you do matters it does It absolutely does, especially when you do it in Christ's name, which you did. And I cannot overstate the gift that that was emotionally for me personally and mentally. And, you know, I think sometimes there's a yoke, a a burden weighing down on you that you, sometimes you don't even know exactly what it is, right? What it is that's got you down or what it is that's got you feeling tired or what it is that's just making you kind of plod through life one foot in front of the other and then all of a sudden a little heaven comes down to earth a little Christ light shines in your life and comes down and lives among you and gets down and dirty cleaning up the brokenness that has become your life and it's wonderful it's wonderful So let me ask it again. Why do we need a wonderful counselor? How many of you uh, saw the full beaver moon lunar eclipse that happened a week or so ago? Anybody? You can't see the moon here, can you? (laughs) You can't see the sun either. Why do you live here? You had to get up really early. I was up early, as I often am, but I was up that morning that this lunar eclipse was happening, and I was working with my head buried into my laptop, the windows and the doors of of our house behind me, and I didn't know what was going on. And I was completely unaware of this wonderful celestial event that was happening right outside of, of my house. And, you know, no big deal, though, right? Because... It's something that only happens every 580 years, so I'll catch it the next time around. Not a big deal. But a friend texted me that early that morning and said, if you're up, go look at the moon. So I got up, turned around, and looked, and there it was. Huge, beautiful, clear morning. The sun was, you know, it was a little red, a little blue in the sky, and this lunar eclipse just happening. It was wonderful. And I just kept staring at it, and 
And I was thinking to myself, I almost missed this. I almost missed it. If not for a friend's prompting, I would never have witnessed this in my entire life. Sometimes we need the help of a friend, a counselor, someone to give guidance, direction, advice. Turn around. You are missing the most beautiful thing in God's creation. You are missing the wonderful blessings that are all around you. Lift up your head. You're missing it. Let me ask you again, why? Why do we need a wonderful counselor? What does it matter? It really goes back to where Isaiah began in the scripture this morning, verse 2. Because people have walked in darkness. That's why. And still do. And still do. But don't have to. We don't have to. We have a wonderful counselor. For unto us a child is born, given to us to turn us around, to recognize the blessings, to give us guidance, to give us direction, a savior to come down and clean up the brokenness, the, the dirty streets that we live in, to lift the, the yoke, the burden of sin and to experience the wonderful blessings of God's beautiful creation. For unto us a child is born, Jesus, Yeshua, Savior, Emmanuel. God is with us. You know, it wasn't long after your group left, Nate, and I've shared this with you that uh, you left, and it was something that was happening while you were there, or even before you were there, but I didn't notice it. I went out onto my porch, and all of a sudden I noticed that things were different, that the world around me had changed. Yes, the dead wood was gone, the, the signs of the destruction was now, or were now behind me. And I went out on the porch, and I looked out, and you know what I saw? I saw trees of green. Red roses, too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a... It is. You can say that. What a wonderful world that we live in. We do. And it was Advent. It was the beginning of another season of promise and of hope and of new life. And there, right in front of me, there it was. And I never saw it. The lesson <clears throat> that I learned and that I would like you to take with you today is, you know, don't give up. and Don't stop reading the story because it doesn't end. If you find yourself in a place where you're tired, worn out, just putting one, trying to put one foot in front of the other, defeated the yoke of the bird and the rod of the oppressor upon you, something weighing you down and you don't even know what it is, Keep reading. For unto us a child is born. 
Keep singing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Let your light pour into the darkness of my life. Because you know what? There will come a time when we will all, as the body of Christ, stand before this wonderful counselor on streets paved in gold, not a broken limb in sight. And I imagine me, I don't know about you, I'm going to be standing there going, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Thank you, Fellowship Reformed Church. May God bless each and every one of you. May the light of Christ continue to shine in your lives as it shines in others through you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Friends, in response to this good news and at the beginning of this new season, uh, may this next song be our prayer, our heart's prayer. Would you stand and join in singing, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus?
leave this place today, you will never walk alone. God, Emmanuel, is with us each and every day. No matter what happens, God is with us. When you go out into the world and you continue to shine the light of Christ in others' lives, may God, who caused the light to shine out of darkness, shine in your hearts to give you the light, the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Go in peace. Amen.